Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I dagens episode av ukens vintips har vi besökt lite långt väck ifrån. Faktiskt helt från New Zealand kommer vinmaker Daniel Sorel. Welcome to studio. Thank you. Yeah. It's a long trip from Berlin. From Berlin, not too bad. From New Zealand to, to Germany, it was quite a long trip. Yeah, about 30 hours all up. Okay. How many times did you lose your phone on the way? Only once. Only once, okay. <laughs> so you're offline, but online here. Exactly. That's good. I'm very happy to, to have you here in the studio. Uh, we're going to talk about Claudie Bay, an iconic wine from New Zealand, uh, that who is more in the books than in the present shop sometimes. Uh, I want to hear about the secrets to our, our listeners. Uh, uh, we have um, many times heard about Claude Bay, but not so many have tasted um, verticals of Claude Bay, how good it is. Um, I want to hear about uh, when um, they talk about uh, that is uh, the storage is better than Sancerre, we heard, uh, but it is a rumor or what. But first of all, um, please, uh, Daniel, what is Claude Bay in New Zealand today? Um, <clears throat> I think Cloudy Bay is still uh, the, I guess, benchmark of uh, New Zealand wines. It uh, consistently delivers every year, and um, it's a wine that, um, you know, I've <clears throat> just come from Berlin, um, and we're heading from here, Oslo, to back to the UK. It's a wine that uh, is really uh, recognised all around the world now, and uh, it's quite a phenomenal success that it's had in the last 35 years. Hmm. It started all in 1985, but also, do you know how much wine they made the first vintage? Uh, no, I don't, no. but um, I'd say very little the first first year. No. Um, David, the original founder, um, bought grapes uh, from a gentleman uh, called John Hoare, um, and there wasn't a lot of grapes around at the time, to be honest. There was only about another five other wineries that existed, so... Uh, I wouldn't have thought much more than a couple of thousand cases, Max. Hmm. Because uh, for me, who have been tasting Claudie Bay for many, many years, I've seen Claudie Bay as a, it's the own style. A change of acidity in the latest 10 years had been more um, fruit-driven. Uh, it had been more precise for each vintage. Uh, but also uh, in the Norwegian market with over 2,500 wines, it's disappearing a little bit. Because, uh, as you probably know, New Zealand is having other market market leaders. So Sauvignon Blanc, okay, how many are there in Norway? Many. And then Claudie Bay is hidden in the books, that the icon wine. And then the price is good. But uh, the image of Claudie Bay has been hidden because Norway has too many wines. And But if you go to another country or, or to New Zealand or whatever other country you could watch on, you will see that Claudie Bay is... Very popular, much more popular and more famous. Do you think that Claudie Bay should be more present in Norway through 
uh, tastings because um, as we, we're going to taste afterwards the new vintage of 22 and we have the 2021 in uh, in the shops today. It's coming in November, the November, December, the, the 22 vintage. But do you think um, the, the Claude Bay have changed uh, in a certain way that it's many similar wines in the market? Um, no, I think we've stuck to our uh, beliefs and our philosophy. Um, you know, the vineyards that David originally bought um, are where the winery is today, and we haven't really deviated from that. We've um, realistically, our Sauvignon Blanc has to come from this, these typical um, dry riverbeds. Um, that's where we get our style from our Sauvignon Blanc. Um, Present-wise, why uh, in Oslo it's not uh, as iconic as other wines um, or other markets. Um, maybe it's down to the monopoly a little bit. Um, I do believe that, you know, we've had, everyone's had COVID for the last mm. couple of years, and I, I know that there's uh, plans to have some activ activations in Oslo this year and really start getting a Cloudy Bay out there. So hopefully there'll be some really nice events and uh, that will put Cloudy Bay back out there. But Claudia Bay, could you tell me a little bit behind the numbers for people who don't know how big is it is? How many bottles do you produce a year by the by the original Claudia Bay? Because Claudia Bay is not Claudia Bay anymore. It's just, it's many wines under it. They're under the brand. No, no, no. It's we only Claudia Bay. We only uh, we only make uh, five wines, three yeah. different varietals. So uh, the Sauvignon Blanc is our our. Uh, main varietal mm. um, and also the, our main wine. So we make roughly about 70% um, of our volume is Sauvignon Blanc. Mm. Uh, and then we have a still Chardonnay. We have uh, another Sauvignon Blanc called Tococo, which is uh, a combination of aged and large format vats, uh, bariques and concrete. And they'll spend about a year um, aging in those and then we'll blend and then they'll spend another year in bottle before it's released. Uh, and then we have two Pinot Noirs. Um, <clears throat> we have a one from Marlborough, and then we have one from a place called Central Otago, which is about 300 kilometres south of where the winery is, called Tawahi. Um, and then we also make um, a sparkling wine mm. uh, from Pinot Noir and Chardonnay. So, but to the export of the, you know, the 70% is uh, Sauvignon Blanc, but the export uh, is higher uh, for the Sauvignon Blanc than the Chardonnay and, and the Pinot Noir? Well, percentage-wise, it would be uh, similar, but we make less of So we 70% of our production is Sav, uh, and then 10% of mm. uh, Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, mm. and sparkling wine. So. You are probably the most common question you have, but how many hectares are Cloudy Bay having now to we're produce wine? We're 565 hectares. Um, out of that, we're about 70% 70, 70 um, estate growing, and then we have roughly about 30% uh, growers, which those growers have been with us from day one, so uh, yeah. well, they're part of the family, really. But where do you place Claude Bay in size when you have over 500 hectares uh, in uh, New Zealand? We're uh, uh, 565 hectares doesn't sound boutique, but uh, in the grand scheme of things for uh, Marlborough, we are. We're uh, one of the smaller producers. Um, hmm. This year was our largest harvest. We did about 7,000 tonnes of fruit. Um, so, you know, the, the but, ambition is to grow, um, mm. but we'll grow organically and, and only when certain sites will come available for us to, uh, to purchase. But the, the 560 uh, hectares are also in, in many different plots. It's not only one. It's, no, 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 no,
But it's normal to grow when you have that success, Claudia Bea have and other brands from New Zealand because New Zealand have been a little bit um, it's coming I've been in the wine business for some decades now and I see that uh, New Zealand have a very positive atmosphere in the Norwegian consumers but it also have been some bestseller who have been there Twin Island and some others who have been at Matua and so on have been there with their commercial taste and very low priced and then this is a dimension extra of, uh, of quality and to reach that quality in uh, Sauvignon Blanc what is the what is the benefits that makes Claude Bay that concentration driven of fruit yeah look I think there's a few key factors there that we do um, as I mentioned before the the pedigree of vineyards that we have um, though some of those sites are absolutely truly amazing um, we crop a lot lower than um, a lot of other business models for Marlborough. So uh, Cloudy Bay on average is about 10 to 12 tonnes per hectare depending on the site. Um, <clears throat> there's certain sites that can have a little bit, can handle a little bit more crop um, but still give us the concentration and stylistically what we're chasing, aromatic uh, profile, etc. Um, and then just, the, I guess, what we do uh, in the winery, uh, a massive uh, thing to protect our quality and our style is um, obviously part of being LVMH. We mm. have uh, the luxury to have all our own harvesters. We can pick when we really want to. Um, everything is done by taste, not by numbers. We go around and we're tasting, 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 and when that block's ready to go, um, we will harvest it. And we may not take all of it if uh, it's a little bit uh, inconsistent we'll yeah. come back two days later and pick the rest of it um, so having that um, and then we keep every parcel separate uh, until we get to the blending bench and uh, it's quite a simple process uh, one it's and there's five of us on the blending committee if we all say it's a one it's in the blend a two we'll come back to it uh on day two or three, once we've got through all the ones, a three automatically goes into sale wine and then we put all the ones together and we have a look what we're missing. If it needs a little bit more concentration or doesn't need a bit more lift or a bit more stone fruits, then we go back through all those twos and we look for what we need. And we may not add all of one component, but 10% yeah. will be. Um, and so that really helps, keeps the house style and consistency. And Yeah. Um you told me that you started up as a winemaker in 2015 and you are one of three winemakers in that size that quite normal if not you have been overworked i think yeah, yeah. well there was only two of us there for quite a while so it was, it's nice yeah. to have the third one <laughs> on board that's good but uh, in, in which kind of training do you have to 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 you know the i recognize i think the Claudie Bay by concentration and some other factors in the wines. If I have it so one or two years, I'm very, very excited to taste the new vintage now, the 22. But um, are there any um, special thing you look after when you see, ah, this is a good uh, Sauvignon Blanc? Because you taste it when it is not done. No, no. You, you're going to taste it when... And, and the second question is... Um, you have been there now for seven years as a winemaker. That means that over these years, uh, when do you think you're managing Claudie Bay in the total? You think it takes seven years or do you need more years to understand the Claudie Bay secrets? Yeah, a um, couple answers on that. Um, I think really important is, is the people that have come before, um, respecting what they've done, but uh, don't rest on 
you know, your laurels, we, you've got to continuously push. And uh, we have an R&D winery where we uh, do weird and wacky things. And uh, out of those, you know, nine out of ten may not make the grade, but uh, one out of ten is something that we really love. And then we build on that and we build on that. And um, so we're always evolving Cloudy Bay. Um, and I think that's definitely something that you've got to um, keep doing because the people that started were pretty innovative and risk takers um, back in the day to, to have a go at um, making something from Mulba, which, uh, you know, 37 years ago, there was no real wine culture in New Zealand. We all drunk beer and there wasn't any... You haven't uh, stopped drinking beer. No, we haven't. No, no, <laughs> Not at all. Uh, yeah. You know, to make good wine, you've got to drink a few beers too. Okay, that's so, good to hear. <laughs> um, and and also, uh, we're lucky. We're you know, when I came, uh, a gentleman, the the chief winemaker, was a guy named Tim Heath. Uh, he had been there for about eight years. Um, learnt from the original, you know, winemakers Kevin and James, and so all that knowledge has been taken through. And then I spent four years under Tim, so I've learnt off him and. Um, and the people are still there, you know. The, yeah. the Kevin and James are in Marlborough. You can always go and have a chat to them. They're very, you know, um, knowledgeable and, and sh will share information. We're all about promoting Marlborough and New Zealand. So um, that's one thing. And I just think uh, Cloudy Bay, you, you, you've got the opportunity there Um the tools, um, being part of LVMH gives us the, you know, the flexibility. If we're having a, a difficult year, we don't have to make wine to a case make. It's always about quality. So, um, you know, we're, we're blessed in that side. Um, that's, you know, a business model that a lot don't have. So. Yeah. One is the size when you see that part, but you can also see in, in other great icon wines that uh, even if the the, uh, the size and, and uh, many bottles have been made each year s many producers who keep that premium style they keep also on investing in people and also investment in vineyards they are keeping a high high uh, in uh, high uh, maintenance of, of all the equipment they have um, but um, but I, I see that in the bottles we have now you have changed uh, the, the packaging for me um the claude bay is getting greener who is quite true uh it's a greener ish color uh the white iconic uh, label have been a bit lower it have been uh, a press in the bottle who is very nice uh, and then of course screw caps who arrived in 2001 two two. Yeah. Two, two, yeah, two thousand one, and screw cap uh, is something that was very good in Norway. But uh, in Norway, we have um, go back to ordinary corks. Uh, the screw caps have been um, more popular for wines who should be drunk two, three years. But Claude Bay, now you can ask the question: Is his aging better than Sansa? Uh, that was a question asked <laughs> and it was answered with a little bit of tongue in cheek yeah. and I said of course it does um, look I, I think there's some uh, you can ask, amazing, you can ask, uh, amazing salves that uh, do uh, age extremely well and, and Cloudy Bay is one of those and uh, you know the, you have to have a all the stars align um, hmm. the 2021 was probably for me the, the best uh, harvest I've had at Cloudy Bay and I do think that wine will age extremely well uh, and then, of course, under Stelvin, it's going to age consistently. Hmm. Um, 
Because I, I th- my oldest Sansar have been f- since 1991 from Vacheron in, in Sansar, who is a biodynamic producer, is, is, uh, is castrated and good. Uh, and I learned f- at that time that, that Sansar could be, even if the aroma is changing a little bit, it is potential to age. But I see the screw cap here is holding me a little back to age it for 10 years, for instance. So for me, uh, the Glory Bay, with the package that I have to now and the knowledge I have, I wouldn't take it in the cellar for 15 years with the screw cap. Um, look, or, I, I, I went... Do you have to, some tests on When I came uh, in 2015 was our 30-year anniversary, uh, and we went back and opened up every bottle from the library. And as we mentioned before, from 2002 backwards uh, was under cork, and... Back in the day, New Zealand didn't have access to great cork, and we probably didn't sell the bottles that great either. But when you got a a bottle that was fifteen years uh, old, up to twenty years old, that was in good tech, um, the wines were beautiful. They were really amazing. They sort of aged like an old Vouvray, um, really sort of got honeysuckle and nougat. Um, really impressed how how well they aged. So, so so the the um, the screw cap have been coming better also yeah i think for the style of wine it definitely yeah. um i mean i i still personally love cork um yeah. i think there's a romance to it um but that's maybe for big big reds uh but for this style of wine to trap in those aromatics um i think screw cap is is absolutely perfect Selvfølgelig, vi må bare takke Temtech igen. Takk for at dere gjør denne um, podcasten her mulig. Vi står på jakt efter et uh, vinskap, og det burde man nesten alltid være. Uh, så sjekk ut Temtechs sin prestige-serie, en av toppserierne til uh, Temtech. Bygg de inn, la de, bygg de inn i kjøkkenet, la de stå fritt for sig selv. Store, små, forskjellige zoner, treøyler, ledbelysning, justerer temperatur, lys på egne paneler, um, luftfuktighet. Label view, hvis du har lyst til å se flaskene før du åpner kjøleskapet. Sjekk ut uh, prestigeserien til Temptech, og tusen takk igjen. Ja, hos Power, selv det skulle Power. Uh, og takk igjen Temptech for at dere gjør podcasten her uh, mulig. I think it's time to drink your wine, uh, Thank you. uh, Daniel. Um, I think we're going to start with the vintage who was present in the monopole shop uh, uh, when this podcast is running. Um, and and that's 2021 uh, and then we're going to compare it a little bit to 2022 um, um let me hear what you think about the wine when it have been in the market for a while um it have been um uh, it's 2021 we are now talking about late 2022 it's over one uh, one and a half years since it released um please uh, let oh. me think what you it should uh, should be really uh, one year in the market because uh, we launch on the first of October and we're around about first yeah. of October now. So, um, look, as I mentioned before, twenty twenty one was uh, one of the best years of, if not the best year for Savion for me um, since I've been at Cloudy Bay. Um, has all the hallmarks of a, a classic uh, Cloudy Bay. Um, really, really good concentration. Um, on, you have a long concentration. Yeah, so 21 uh, across the board in Marlborough, everyone was probably down about 30% uh, on yields. So uh, even for ourselves, we were down, so really did have a lot of concentration. Um, but then the aromatics was there as well. So um, really nice uh, season and... You know, after a couple of years of COVID, um, which haven't been too much fun in the cellar when everyone has to wear masks, etc., yeah. it was nice that Mother Nature played a part and uh, we could go out and uh, finally, pick when we yeah. want. And 
Uh, it was just a lovely, lovely uh, long vintage that we hmm. we could pick everything at optimum ripeness. So um, for me, it's got um, that, those lovely stone stone fruits, but then there's limes coming through underneath. Uh, but then it's all pinned around that uh, backbone of acidity, which yeah. is uh, what. When we have that kind of uh, acidity in the wines, we often uh, talk about saltiness. Do you anything you are saying that it, we we call it minerality, but it's saltiness, but it's acidity was just high. Yeah. I don't remember exactly numbers for this one here, but but um, normally when I see and taste uh, Claudie Bay, uh, I look for that acidity saltiness feeling, and concentration will lang- longer than 10, sec- 10, 12 seconds. And if you have ever um, tasted, I you probably did, but a commercial. Uh, Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand, and sorry, but that's crappy shit. Who's coming? <laughs> and but uh, I understand it because uh, some uh, values of the Sauvignon Blanc uh, with commercial actors is that iconic smell that give points to more points that uh, change Sancerre from Sauvignon Blanc. Could you tell me a little bit about, about the you know the name? Who, yeah, um, so it's the thiols that make up uh, the aromatic component in Sauvignon Blanc. And it's called thiols. Yeah. Um, and then there's three different types. Uh, hmm. So you've got the first one, which uh, we try and not uh, get in, the methoxies, um, you know, the more the green characters. and The herbal. The herbal, yeah. yeah. We don't mind a little bit of herbal, like fresh herbs, but not on the, the you know, grass characters because yeah. thiols are very unstable and they fall over very quickly. So what you have in the glass and the bottle straight away, six months down the track, they've already diluted by nearly sort of 50%. So, so that's what you find in commercial, m- m- low-priced. I'm not going to be quoted in saying that. <laughs> no, but, no. Uh, but yeah, it, look, I mean, other business so models have, yeah. you know, they don't have the luxury of having their own harvesters like no. uh, we do and can, can pick when we want. They know that they've got to get through 40,000 tons or yeah, yeah, et cetera. Yeah. So yeah. They, we know that there's different segments in the yeah, market. So, so they have a they mm. have a start date and they have an end date. So yeah. they're going to have, you know, more spectrum of those flavors. And so they'll have the greens, but then they'll have the, the high tropical mm. notes as well. And those two are the ones that are more unstable. And so, you know, you've heard about um, things that look like tinned asparagus after six months or a year yeah. or even worse, you know, they call it uh, cat's pee. Um, yeah, the cat pee is uh, So that's, familiar, that's yeah. what we're trying to yeah. avoid in our wines. Yeah. We, we want to be in the MH range, which is right in the middle, um, you know, the stone fruits. We don't mind having a little bit of sprinkling of tropicals and a little bit of the fresh herbs, yeah. but our, our key – uh, what we're trying to chase is in that stone fruit, lime, citrus note. Yeah, um, because that's, that's, you, recognize, you can recognize that Claudie Bay, well stored of that opinion, that it's a citrus minerality and a fruity thing. You call it uh, the stone fruit. Yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, uh, I sort of, uh, that acid, as you were mentioning before, mineral, I, I'm more sort of like, a, I see it as oyster shells. And it's a little sort of... Um, yeah, it has that saline, nice, uh, yeah. sort of oyster saliva. Shell, yeah, yeah. Well, if you call some oyster shell in you, yeah. Uh, we call it kalk. Kalk. Yeah, kalk, yeah. yeah. Uh, but um, if we go to the, um, 
Okay, it was a nice, quiet 2021 vintage. You have lots of time to make the best wine. You have probably used a lot of time in the vineyards. You will be playing PlayStation uh, at home. <laughs> it <laughs> was a much. family thing. Yeah. You discover life. You probably have a new hobby. Did you have a new hobby? I have many hobbies, unfortunately, ah. and uh, they uh, all take up a fair bit of time. I love old cars, and I've been restoring an old car there, and then... Yeah. Uh, I bought an old bungalow. This uh, old car. Uh, yeah. Which car? I've got a 1964 uh, Ford Falcon. Ford Falcon. That's yeah. good. That's Which is probably not good for Norway because ah. I hear you're virtually all electric these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so uh, I might have to change over the the V8 to electric. Ah, no. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but the Ford Falcon uh, yeah, is fantastic. Good. Yeah, so. it's beautiful. But a good thing to have hobbies um, uh, except for wine. But if we go to the to the 22 vintage. And now it has a little bit new design. You still see the name on the label. It's, uh, I think, it's a nice uh, bottle, uh, more exclusive. I think um, I've seen the Claude Bay now for many, many years at that present. So it, good to have new. But you see, it have the green approach. Could you tell me about the change? Why did you change now? Um, well, to be honest, I make what goes in the wine. I don't yeah. do the, uh, the packaging <laughs> yeah. side of things. We have a marketing team. But then we can have ID, okay. Yeah. Um, my what I my understanding is, so in 2015, going into 16, we moved away from our original first label and hmm. we went to this label. Yeah, the, the same as what the 2021 yeah. is. So we've had that for about four or five years now and I think they realized that maybe we'd gone a little bit too far and wanted to go back to some more of the original show, a bit more of the original uh, Richmond Rangers, be a bit more textile into the, the bottle and cleaner lines, which I think is what Cloudy Bay is, and I think they've done a great job there. And uh, for me, the wine's all about purity and uh, a sense of place, and I think they capture that quite well with the uh, mantle range on the glass. So. You know, the green color is often used in hospitals to keep people quiet. Okay. Yeah. So we often see that color a little bit lighter in, in hospitals in Norway, in old hospitals. So uh, you probably be quite more quiet when you taste and drink the wine. But let us taste uh, the Claude Bain. It's coming now in November or maybe in December. And the allocation to Norway have been a little bit raised, uh, luckily enough, because these wines have a lot of people who buys it in quantities. Um, often you can see that in the orders of uh, Claudie Bay, in the, in, uh, they're ordering tw 6, 12, 24, 36 bottles, maybe take it to a cabin, but you probably have collectors. And you see often that Claudie Bay could be sold out uh, before spring, and then it's coming a new release uh, or second release uh, from a hub in Europe, I think, uh, somewhere. But usually the, the Claudie Bay have it uh, income to the market, got good quite po good points um the, the, the recent uh, the recent uh, 2021 uh, Claudie Bay have a, a points for me who's a bit lower than international about 88 89 points 88 uh, uh, like this one here and now we're going to taste uh, and uh, please uh, describe the 22 um vintage compared to 21 what is the difference between that you said that 21 uh, was a good vintage yeah, so 21, like I mentioned, apart from maybe for the accountants, the fact that we're down on volume, uh, 22 was um, a lot more challenging uh, for the vineyard guys especially. Um, they had a, a pretty cold and frosty start to the season, um, so a lot of sleepless nights for those guys, um, up making sure all the 
uh, windmills and uh, fans, the frost fans are working, and uh, if they had to uh, fly helicopters, they, they would um, and did. Um, but, yeah, so the growing season started off pretty pretty tough, and uh, we're probably down a little bit uh, on yields. Um, but what came through at the end, we had a great summer um, from basically Christmas through to harvest. So uh, that was the saving grace for 2022, except for virtually everything ripened uh, at once. So yes. we, we it was very condensed, very short, sharp, um, <clears throat> long hours um, where 21 was just sort of, well, we'll pick a couple hundred ton today, a couple hundred ton tomorrow. This was uh, one, two days of sort of warm up and then... Full, full, full noise. Yeah. Okay, okay. But uh, if I compare to the two ones here, the, this one here, you have a typical thing of uh, a new wines. In the, it's, it's. Uh, I, I call it airsick. You know, yeah, probably yeah. this bottle. Yeah, I don't know. But, but this is a bit less of this strong acidity. It's underlaying there. It's there, but yeah. it's not showing yet. No, I. I uh think these wines start showing better after Christmas. They just need a little bit of time. We started harvest uh, around about the end of March, um, and then we're putting it in bottle in August to get it on the water to get to the market. So it's pretty um, fast and furious to, to do that, mm. and uh, I think the wines just need a, a How long is the time. harvest period normally? We start we start roughly about the middle of Feb, uh, picking our sparkling base, uh, and then we'll finish round about the twentieth to the round there of April would hmm. be round our last pick. There's been certain years where they've gone late into to May, but generally with uh, climate change and things warming up, we're yeah. we're done by about sort of that mid. Mid April to late April. Okay, but how have the climate changed Claudia Bay in late? So because the wine industry, they yeah. they talk about climate all the time, but uh, in a, in a climate like New Zealand, of course, it, maybe it's getting hotter. Maybe it's getting. Uh, I heard that uh, some new grapes probably will come also. Uh, but uh, what is the what is the fear you have for the for the climate change uh, look uh, we are going to have to adapt and we are going to have to change uh, you know maybe not right now but there's definitely a lot of thinking going on now to set up for the future things are going to change uh, but the biggest thing I'm seeing is is more extremities uh, before we came over at the moment uh, half of Marlborough is underwater um, if anything's low lying um, you're knee deep in vines and in, in, in water um, we're quite lucky where we are that it's it's extremely free draining so uh, it disappears pretty much overnight mm. um, but we've had more rain in the last month than we almost probably have in the calendar year. And then going into summer, <clears throat> we're seeing the same. It's either we'll get a cyclone come down from Australia or um, the nights have been a lot warmer than than historically. But then 21 is perfect again. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah. Look, a little uh, up and down. So, yeah, I think it's yeah. just going to be like that. And, um, you know, we will have to learn different ways to mm. – Deal with uh, disease pressure, etc. But you haven't changed pruning or changing way methods yet. No, But not yet. Are you doing some tests so yeah, you can be prepared for something? We definitely are, yeah. and um, uh, so there's lots, lots of things going yeah. on at the moment. For me, uh, you look like a playful guy. 
Uh, and uh, yeah, but uh, I think about uh, the wines. How how uh, um, if you're going to improve, you have to test. Yeah. And if I ha- have you ever tasted Claude Bay with with um, with blends? Uh, not Claude Bay, of course, but you've tested out blends that uh, Chardonnay or whatever grape it is you, to include Semillon, for instance, who have been something in oh adding yeah. another variety yeah you, you just to test how the wine would be no we haven't uh, no. we haven't looked into that yet um, I think uh, the the main thing that we're we're looking at is 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 moving away from herbicides um, hmm. and uh, that is our, our big plan uh, at the moment and you know there's a lot of investment going into that side of things um, and being more sustainable. Um, Do you have an end date of that? It should be ready to twenty twenty five or twenty six or. Uh, I would like to think by twenty twenty five will be herbicide free. Yeah, um, where the biggest challenge is, is uh, the terrain that we have. Our tour, we have a lot of rocks um, yeah. and trying to. It's, it's not so deep soil. No, uh, not very no, deep. No, no um, it's it's uh, like I said, it's very free draining uh, alluvial soils, um, little little stones, and it just doesn't hold a lot of water. Um, but you have these grey rack; they're called grey racky stones. They're about this big, uh, subsurface, and uh, they destroy a lot of your equipment if you're you're trying to weed. Um, yeah. So that's why herbicides have been so successful and well used in yes. the past. Um, but there's been a lot of research, and we've um, got people that um, you know some smart people mm. working in the wine in the vineyard now, and uh, not that they weren't smart before, but uh, <laughs> yeah. they've Be come up with some some Be very uh, <laughs> clever alternatives, yeah. and AI is a definitely an approach yeah. uh, going forward. But uh, I have some producers uh, in, in in New Zealand who go into the biodynamic way. Uh, what is your thoughts about biodynamic? Not necessarily to Claudie Bay, but mm. is that the direction New Zealand wine could be in a better state of mind? Um, I'm not too sure about biodynamics. I think organics. Um, mm. That's enough? Enough. Yeah. I think, yeah, like yeah, if you start picking on moon cycles and et cetera, uh, it gives you a very limited window, especially with Savion Blanc, uh, to yeah. try and be able to pick all your fruit in a, in a very short time. So I don't know if that's uh, a way forth, and it definitely isn't for Cloudy Bay. Um, but I think everyone should be looking at ways of working better and leaving the land in a better place, uh, regardless if it's organic or conventional or biodynamic. I think uh, we should be doing the right thing yeah. going forward. So I, I just have a question in, in the end here, but but it, it's about grapes and and you know the um, Austrian wine grape Grüner Valdino, yeah. who is probably similar to Sauvignon Blanc. It's high acidity. It's uh, green in when they're young. Have you ever tasted Grüner Valdino from New Zealand? Who who is good? Uh, yeah, there's a few, pu- a few people producing them. Yeah. Uh, we we it's don't have any. Of course, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. No, there's definitely a lot more alternative grapes uh, getting planted in New Zealand, and people uh, are looking at alternatives going forward. Um, and these are probably uh, driven by consumer, um, and you know, there's definitely a move away from uh, the more well-known varietals um, from younger. Consumers, they want to try something different, um, and then to the uh, natural wines, etc. That there's definitely a movement happening in New Zealand. Um, but I think also again, 
where's winery going to be in 30 years' time? Maybe some of these varietals are going to be better suited to be grown in New Zealand than hey, like uh, you, yeah. something else, Chardonnay or... Um, yeah, as you probably know, the uh, England uh, is the wine who is producing now sparkling wine. Uh, we recently have a tasting in Norway where uh, two uh, English wines beat a champagne, a very good brand, uh, yeah. between 50 sommeliers in Norway. So... Uh, they are changing. Oh, yeah, it's positive, they're, but, they're, they're but of course, a brand as Claudie Bay, who was is ben, benchmarked as a premium brand of one of the biggest brand owners in the world, they are keeping on the money as we see it. They want to keep the money. They want to make the best quality uh, as they could. But they also, the the market for uh, New Zealand uh, is in the big market, as in Norway, uh, have to be understanding that. Claudie Bay is the icon to New Zealand. You can't compare to Sansar. You can't compare to other Sauvignon Blanc, I think. No. Mostly because of acidity, as you see in, in the current vintage 21, and what it's coming after this air sickness, the 22, um, you will see that it's a clear value for money wine. But uh, what I see uh, in, in from from others uh, outside Claudie Bay uh, is the other wines... Um, uh, of Pinoir and Chardonnay you have in the portfolio. When did the uh, Chardonnay and Pinoir arrive the Claudie Bay? Portfolio? Yeah. Yeah, so Chardonnay was uh, the second wine ever made at Claudie Bay. So in 86 or 85? Yeah, or? so yeah. Uh, the first obviously was the Sauvignon Blanc in 85 and then in 86, they, I'm sure it was 86, it might have been 87, uh, the first Chardonnay came out. Hmm. So, so it's quite similar. But the Chardonnay is kind of, it had been oak influence in the. I just read some tasting notes. It had been oak influence, and then it ended more or less. Well, no, you have two. No, we uh, no, we've always uh, only had one uh, Chardonnay, one, and yeah. it's always oak. Um, but but oak, but not so much oak, and in the past, it's uh, it's gone up and down. I, I think ah, okay. uh, originally they might have been higher up, and then when I when I first came to Cloudy Bay, we we're a sort of thirty percent new oak, French oak. Um, we're sitting around about 20 now. We, yeah. we cut it right back down to sort of 15, but then out of that, we, as you mentioned earlier, like we're always investing and we're investing, uh, on our sites and, and, uh, technology. Um, so we, we're lucky enough to, come around here to uh, Europe and go mm. around and taste uh, many amazing producers and see what's going on. And we bought um, a couple of coups back in 2015, uh, which we really loved what was happening with uh, our Chardonnay. So now yeah. we, we've we added that to part of the, the I guess, the uh, protocol of yeah. Chardonnay and uh, also to cocoa. We use 6,000-litre coups now to yeah. ferment our Chardonnay in, and um, we find that there's a lot more, a better integration with the oak. And uh, definitely, I think all the wines, and especially Chardonnay is probably for me the most uh, underrated of the portfolio, but I, I do believe all the wines are going in a really good direction at the moment. We're yeah, it's a completely different aroma style, different, but it's more pleasant, easy drinking, but without the botanist feeling you have often have from the Chardonnay lovers. Yeah, but we it have fruit-driven yellow fruit, uh, but still have that uh, of course, the Sauvignon Blanc is, is a sharpness in your mouth with acidity, uh, and, and, and Chardonnay uh, for Claude Bay is more decent drinking wine, food friendly, and so on. Oh. But um, when I've tasted the, uh, the Pinoir, uh, I think the, the Pinoir is what, what is the positive part of the red side of uh, 
particularly bay. It's um, uh, it's fruit driven, uh, quite light wine, but uh, in good concentration. Have the Pinot notes from aromas, but also um, lack of aromas to compare to Europe. But if you don't take away the comparison, it's a good, well-made wine from New Zealand compared to others, and it's well-priced. And that means should be the buying factor because the storage potential for the, the Pinot is quite high, especially the cork one. Yeah, so uh, we we have two Pinots. We have the the Marlborough uh, Pinot Noir, which uh, is with the Stalvin cap, and that's uh, fruit picked from uh, where we are in Marlborough, uh, but a bit more in the Southern Valley, so a little bit more south from where the winery is. Uh, and then we have the Tawahi, which is from Central Otago, which is about another 300 kilometers south of mm. where the winery is. And uh, very different wines. Um, for me, I see in the Mobile Pinot Noir, it's um, got a nice mix of reds, blacks, and greens. There's a bit more spice, a bit more uh, lift, uh, and there's a real nice play between sort of acid and tannin. Where the Tawahi, uh, for me, is a lot more opulent, a lot more plush. There's more concentration. Uh, can uh, be more in the sort of darker fruits, but the 2018 is actually a bit more perfumed and lift, which is out in the market at the moment. So. I think uh, uh, Claude Bay should be reached out for much better. More, I mean, uh, more people, of course. Uh, and if you're listening to this uh, podcast, uh, you probably know of the brand. But I assure you, if you test out the Claude Bay, you will definitely have something who is who is. Uh, part of New Zealand history, but also very good uh, point marks to placed uh, New Zealand in quality. Uh, sadly enough, the Norwegian uh, monopole don't have, they have a good selection in the order range, but in the basic listing, there are quite few. That should be changed. Uh, it should be uh, another listing of New Zealand ones. Um, I'm so glad you come to the podcast, Daniel. Uh, I will probably see you again quite soon. Uh, and next time you're in Norway, we should go to the to the sea market and have some oysters to the uh, to I'll the definitely, to the food. Uh, definitely be up for that. Mm. Love uh, oysters, and uh, especially with the Cloudy Bay Savion. Yeah. And uh, I want to listen uh, um, now after the well after the wine talk. The car, how old was it? Uh, 1964. Yeah, and you, uh, how was the condition when you took over? Um, I needed a bit of love. So. <laughs> a little bit of love. I <laughs> mean, it was just... Uh, it's a 55-year-old car. Yeah. Um, you know, we all, at 55, uh, I'm sure, need a little bit of extra love around them. Yeah. Uh, but um, no, it's, it's um, you know, still got a fair bit to go. Yeah. How uh, many hours did you take to fix it? Oh, it's been going for uh, nearly three years now. Three years. So, uh, okay, you you have been to work and then you fixed your car. Okay. But the, the special uh, reason why it become uh, a Falcon? Or um, no, I just love the, the curves and shapes yeah. of the car. And, yeah. uh, uh, you know, can't afford an Aston Martin. So, <laughs> that's, okay. uh, that so that's the next dream. best option. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, but it costs you the same amount of money in that. Well, same amount of time <laughs> of love that you have to put into restoring any anything that's worth it in the end. Yeah. But the interest for, for restoring things is good. I, uh, myself, I have restored uh, not so much, but uh, um, I, I fixed a, a Toyota downstairs in the cellar. Yeah. Uh, 
quite a bit, some polish and so on. It very nice, but not the normal thing I do. Yeah. People don't believe me when, when they <laughs> see me, but they are quite fun, but not in the position you are. Again, thank you again, Daniel, to being here. Uh, I hope you will have a great time in Norway. I look forward to see you again. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ukens vindtips med Svein er en Finansavisen podcast. Programleder er Svein Lindin, producent er Lars Brenden Skram, og podcast og videoansvarlig er Marius Mørk Larsen. Ansvarlig redaktør er Trygve Hegnar.